Today's episode is brought to you by Razer and their amazing line of wireless gear. Esports ready without the cables, Razer makes some of the best mice, headsets, keyboards, and anything else you can think of. It's the best in the entire world. You should pick yours up over at multiplayerpodcast.com slash Razer. And when you check out, make sure you use promo code multiplayer. They're going to send you the best gear you've ever gotten along with a free gift that is sure to blow your mind. Now on to This Week in Gaming. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast. Today is Thursday. We are going to be jumping into This Week in Gaming like we do every week. We are going to be talking about the games that we've been playing here in the last seven days, along with some recent gaming news. I am your host, Paul, and joining me, he's been busy building, hunting, and rising in power here over the last week. It's Josh. Am I a vampire, Paul? Is Ooh, that- <laughs> I think you might be. I, okay. You might be a, a vampire rising. I wasn't sure fact. what the what game we were going with there, and then I was just going to go. Well, I, if I if the choice is up to me, I want to be the vampires. <laughs> mm, yes, yes, that's a little bit of a teaser here. We are going to talk a little bit about an upcoming vampire game called V Rising that I know we're excited to talk about. Uh, for those of you who have not already done so, please consider subscribing in Apple Podcasts or on Patreon by going to MultiplayerSquad.com. You'll get access to additional Quick Take episodes that we release every week, and there's a huge backlog, so you'll have access to all of those. And it's only a couple bucks a month, so it really does go a long way in helping support the show, plus you get something out of it. And if you subscribe on Patreon, we will also give you a shout out on the show. All right, so Josh, here this week, I know that you and I have been busy gaming. I think I wanted to start off by asking you, because you put in our shared document that you beat inscription, parentheses, sort of. (laughs) I really didn't know what that meant. So since I have not been playing inscription, I was kind of curious to know what that meant. I... I can't tell you, Paul, because it's a giant spoiler, which I can't do. So what I can say without getting into spoiler territory is uh, Inscription is not just one game, apparently. Mm. And I will just kind of leave it vague at that. And I beat the game, sort of. (laughs) <laughs> and then I was very happy with, like, honestly, I, like, I, I know this is all going to sound so cryptic, but like I said, I don't want to spoil anything for anybody, but um, the game is not over when you think the game is over. And they kind of hint that in the very beginning, because on the main menu, there is like a new game plus, like, card or button that you can select, but you can't select it in the beginning. So it's like, you know, mm. there's more there. And so that's not a spoiler to say, hey, there's more there when you beat the game. But it took a direction that I was not expecting at all. And it is unlike any New Game Plus that I've ever seen because it's a completely different game the second time around. <laughs> so that's the, that's, I won't say more than that, uh, except that apparently this game gets really bananas and just completely becomes a completely different game at some point. And I was not expecting that at all. Hmm. And then my game ADD kicked in, and I went, well, I don't want to play the second game. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I had fun with the first, so now I'm done. So 
I don't think I'll dive into that anymore at this point, but it's not because it's not good. It's just that in my brain, I was kind of done. And you know, when that happens, then I'm actually done. So yeah, you'll just move on at that point. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Interesting. So just kind of reading between the lines, it's just not like a regular new game plus where you start over with the same gear. It's actually much bigger and totally different. It becomes a completely different video game like completely and i delved into that a little bit and then i just like i said i kind of went yeah you know i'm I'm, i kind of decided i was done with this game on to the next one but i thought that was super cool how they did that because you don't see that like new game plus it's just oh you get you know harder monsters or you know new gear or something like that but it's the same game over and over this is like no we just completely (laughs) just did a, a 180 Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> well, that's really cool. It sounds like they were kind of inventive in that regard. Yeah. Uh, once your ADD kicked in, what did you end <laughs> up playing instead? <laughs> so, I was kind of craving like an RPG, man. We just did our best RPG of all time uh, tournament. And I was kind of hankering, man. And so I started looking around and I was like, you know, hey, what are some of the best? Like, to be clear, I wanted a C RPG. Okay. And, you know, and so I, you know, for those that don't know, because I wasn't fully aware either. I was like, you know, there's JRPGs, there's CRPGs, there's whatever RPGs. So I actually had to Google what does the C mean, and it's computer RPG. <laughs> Apparently, I didn't even realize that that's a, a separate genre there. But that would be games like Baldur's Gate, Divinity: Original Sin, uh, Pillars of Eternity, Pathfinder. Those are uh, those sorts of games, and. I realized that apparently I owned Pillars of Eternity Definitive Edition for free that I picked up through the Epic Game Store for one of their free games or whatever. So I started playing that. And I like it. It's fine. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I just don't like I don't know that I'll play it a whole whole lot. Do you have like I have commitment issues, Paul? Like not not to my family, obviously, but like when I yes. like I realize that Pillars of Eternity is like probably a hundred and fifty hour game. I've seen people say that to get like a hundred percent on it, it's a hundred and seventy hours. I am not a completionist by any means, but it's one of these things where I've probably put in three hours so far. There's nothing wrong with it. I'm enjoying it, but I don't know that I can commit to like a hundred hour playthrough. You are certainly not a video game monogamist. No. You definitely like to sow your wild oats in the gaming world. I think that's very true, man. I played a lot of Rocket League yesterday. Uh, Andy and I went like 17 and 4 or something. We were just on a hot streak. So Rocket League is my always going to be my true love. That and Overwatch. I played some Overwatch this weekend, too, which was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I, I, I have a hard time sticking <laughs> Sticking with the game. So what's funny is you said that you were installing Pillars of Eternity. I similarly had also added it for free to my library. Never installed it. Never played it. I was very aware of the game. And I played for maybe one hour. And I thought it was totally fine. I liked it. Some of my choices in the beginning seem to have pretty big consequences. So, like, within the first few minutes, you kind of have to decide whether you're going to let this one dude stop and rest or if you're going to push on. I decided to stop and rest. I did, too. That's exactly and, what I did. And and in the middle of the night, 
the other party member took off and ended up dying trying to walk through a trap. So I was like, oh, that's kind of neat. Like, that's exactly the kind of stuff I love in my RPGs. So I think it's the kind of game I would really like if I spent more time in it. But I actually had other stuff going on. So I still have it installed, but I don't know if I'm going to get into it at this point. But I definitely want to eventually. What was uh, What was your distraction, Paul? So... I have talked a very long time ago on the podcast about how I really wanted to buy a PC that has a whole bunch of arcade games and emulators and ROMs all pre-installed on it. Um, as far as like the legality of these things, I, I'm not entirely <laughs> sure. I think it's some murky water, but I figure if I'm not the one selling it, it's probably fine. So I've seen these in the past, and the problem is that they're very pricey because you have to have a graphics card. We all know that graphics cards are out of control right now. And so I ended up just like playing a couple of emulators on a laptop and hooking that up to my TV. Well, I ended up finally pulling the trigger. So now I have this PC that arrived the same day I installed Pillars of Eternity, and it has, I don't know, it has eight terabytes Whoa. Of ROMs on it. What? Eight terabytes? Yeah. Eight terabytes. So the, yes. you basically now own every video game that has ever existed between 1990 and 2015. Oh, e- yeah, even much earlier. So yeah, every single arcade game you could ever think of. It's got everything from basically all systems up until about 10 years ago or so. Wow. Let's just say that the list of games that it came with, the PDF, let me open it right now. It has 1,331 pages, and there's probably about 40 games on each page. So oh my it has goodness. an enormous amount of content. I will say that I immediately started adding a few games to my favorites. So things I knew right off the bat I was going to spend a lot of time in. And Ooh, like I was what? Name, name a couple. So Castlevania Symphony of the Night, yep. right? One of my all-time favorites. I've beaten it. 50 times and it's still just as fun the simpsons arcade game oh, yes turtles in time yes uh nba jam tournament edition yep. nba hang time you know all, all all these games and so i sat my son down and he started playing symphony of the night and about 10 to 15 minutes in he turns and he goes dad this is like a really good game and I was so proud oh, that my proud son was able to recognize moment. this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he was enjoying it. So I had to take a picture and I had to send it to like my wife's cousin because he and I would stay up until 3 a.m. back in high school playing Symphony of the Night. And I was telling him, I was like, check out what James is playing. And, you know, so Ryan was really proud about That's it. That's awesome. Too. Yeah, so I've got my four Xbox controllers. Next time you come over, Josh, whatever you want to play. You want to play uh, Twisted Metal? You know, Blast from I, the Past, we can hook it up. <gasps> we can do it. It's got I everything. I do want to play Twisted Metal, Paul. It's on, yeah. man. That and what about like a little Golden Axe or Altered Beast? Some of oh, the old yeah. Sega games. Oh, they're they're all on there. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Man. Do you have Street Fighter 2? Yeah, of course you have Street Fighter 2. I, I we might, might have, have to do some Street Fighter 2 also. <laughs> there are so many Street Fighter 2 editions that are on here. So it's like... Which one do you want? You know, there's there's probably 15 different versions of Street Fighter 2, but yeah, they're all on there. So we're very excited. We're definitely going old school, playing a lot of stuff in our house right now. We're busting out some Monkey Ball and, you know, just so all these much old fun, games. Man. So much fun. Now, are, does this play on your TV in your living room? So is it like yeah. a PC that you just hook the PC up to the main TV? 
Mm-hmm. Exactly. That sounds so great. Yeah, and uh, I was a little worried because sometimes running certain emulators can be a real challenge. And so when I got this, it's actually really neat because it like runs all this setup stuff for you. And you just have to change a couple options to make sure that the sound and, and there's no lag with your HDMI cable and whatnot. But yeah, so it technically runs on Windows, but it opens up like a console. So it has its own little UI and you Scroll just immediately through jump the different in. consoles and the games and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. I have some, some buddies, well, mutual friends that bought like one of the gigantor arcade cabinets with like the four player buttons, you know, and, buttons joysticks. and the, yeah. yeah, the joysticks. It's came with a, it, it's, it's huge. And that thing is so buggy. That they don't even play it anymore. Like it looks really cool, but every time they wanted to play something, like a game would crash or it'd get halfway through and freeze up, or the joysticks would stop working, or, you know, it would just blue screen of death, like right in the middle of a game and stuff like that. And so while it looks amazing, that iteration of buying like the pre built cabinet with everything all together was at least for them not. <laughs> Not, not real rewarding. So uh, having a bad. PC that is kind of pre-built with all this stuff on, it makes a lot more sense because you don't need a giant cabinet taking up space. Like you just want to be able to have access to these games. And then, like you said, just chill on your couch in your living room with some Xbox controllers and play. So yeah, yeah and if a controller, like a if a controller goes bad, I just buy another one for $10 on right. Amazon. So it's all, yeah, easy fixes. Yeah, so that's been a, an awful lot of fun. And then also, I started dabbling into a game that I don't know if you've ever heard of called Return of the Obra Dinn. Oh, I've played that. Oh, did you really? I did, yes. Oh, it's I a, had no idea. What a neat concept. Now, I did not yeah. beat it. I did either get stuck or lost interest, but I played that one a pretty good bit, man. And what a very cool premise for a game. It really is. I was really surprised by it because I love detective type games. And usually it kind of runs where, you know, like maybe like the uh, older Batman games where you kind of like walk around, you scan an area, you run a test or you follow a trail of something. And usually that's kind of the extent of it. This one was totally different because you just walk on board a ship where everyone has either died or gone missing and you just start to piece together what happened on this boat. There were 60 people who died, who might be alive, and how did the people die? And I thought that that was kind of fun because you get a little magical pocket watch. And if you find a corpse, you can basically hit the watch and it lets you hear a snippet of sound. And then you get to see like a snapshot of how that person died and pretty soon before you know it, you start like putting together this really complicated tale with mutiny and sea creatures, and you start to figure out the history of the boat. I thought it was such a cool idea. It was really neat. There's not another game that's like it. The graphics throw some people off because the game's entirely in black and white. It looks um, bananas. It really does. It's a very strange looking game, but it gets really, really good reviews my only issue with it was I had a lot of fun with it. I think the reason I stopped playing was it just started getting a little like, over complex or like work almost to a certain yes. degree. I just remember at one point it's like Inception because you, you can use that pocket watch to kind of go into that person's memories and kind of explore and look around. 
But then when I was doing that, I found another dead person like in their memory. And then my pocket watch let me go into the dead person inside the dead person's memories. Yeah. And then and then like inside the dead person's dead person's memories, I found another person. And then I was like having a flashback (laughs) of their memories. And then my brain exploded. And I just kind of went, oh, this is too much work. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. In the beginning, it starts off like really easy. So like probably the first corpse you do, the guy yells at the captain and he's like you know you're gonna come out here and then all of a sudden you see the door pops open and that person shot the guy so you can kind of mark in your little book okay so this guy was shot and killed by the captain and then you just start to put things together so the whole point of the game is you have to identify who everyone is how they died and at whose hand or what has happened to them so, yeah, I, I thought it was very neat, but like you, I kind of fizzled out on it. I had an absolute blast for like five to seven hours. And finally, it just kind of became like, you know what? I feel like I learned enough of the story that I don't feel any pressure to figure out all the ins and outs. But what a nifty little game. I thought I, it was super inventive. That sounds exactly like me. I am almost positive I played that game for probably five to eight hours total. And yeah. I just thought it was the coolest thing ever. It was such a unique experience. And then <laughs> I'm not the only one, Paul. No, like, no. I, it was like this was great, and I'm done now. I didn't beat it, but yeah, it was it was definitely unique. Once I got to the point where you had to start like figuring out what clothes match other people and who's friends with who, it just you got a, a little to too convoluted and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yep, exactly. It just kind of got a little over complex for me. Yeah, very neat game, though. I'd love to see, like, the next iteration of, of like, that genre or that style. Well, Josh, we are at that halfway point. We wanted to tell our listeners a little bit about Razer. They are the world's leading lifestyle brand for gamers. Here we want to talk a little bit about their wireless lineup. They've got some amazing new products, including the Viper Ultimate Mouse, their Black Shark V2 Pro headset, the Black Widow V3 Pro keyboard, And their wireless technology is three times faster than any other. So you're not going to be dealing with issues like lag. You're not going to get any kind of disconnects with any of your gear. And it's very reliable, very fast. You know, Josh, what else do you want to tell the people? I'll say this. I We actually had this conversation about a week ago in our Discord server where I went back to the Razer Naga 12-button mouse. And people were saying, well, are you going to get the wireless one or the wired one? And I went, no, I'm getting wired because I don't like the lag that you feel with a wired mouse and people went, but it's so small. And I just went, but I can tell. And that's the beauty with Razer's technology is there is zero lag on their wireless stuff at all. It feels like you're using a wired product. They cannot be better. Um, so tell people where, where can they pick up the Razer stuff, Paul, and, and get something amazing beyond just the gear. Yeah, so all you have to do is go to multiplayerpodcast.com slash razor. That'll take you right to their store. Make sure to enter promo code multiplayer, and they'll not only send you some awesome wireless technology, but they're also going to send you a free gift along with it. All right, so getting back to the rest of this week in gaming here, Josh, we've got a couple of fun news stories here. I don't know if we'll have time to cover all of them. I guess we'll find out. Uh, what are you most excited about? What do you want to talk about first? The Rising. Okay, V-Rising. Give me that V-Rising, Paul. I am so excited for this game, and I'm not normally one to go for vampire games. This one looks really fun. It definitely has a lot of Diablo DNA, which I know you and I love Diablo. I was thinking this. I'm so glad you picked up that Diablo vibe off of it. Oh, absolutely. The atmosphere, the darkness, the 
the towns that they show, the characters, like everybody looks the like spells. they're on the verge of like being murdered and it's freaky <laughs> and they're scared, you know? Um, this game looks incredible. It's by the developers that made a game that we almost covered in a deep dive episode very early on in the show that's called Battle Right. Um, so it, fun. Yeah. And Battle Right is basically a MOBA brawler without the MOBA aspects. So you pick your characters and you go into this arena and you fight 3v3 against another team. And that's it. You don't have to worry about lanes or any of that stuff. It's just whoever's left standing wins. And so the combat in Battle Right was top notch, man. It was so skill based and fun to play. It was great to work as a team. You had DPS and tanks and healers and stuff like that. I loved that game. I played the heck out of it, to be honest. And we were we all started to play it, and then they announced that they're shutting the Battle Right servers down. <laughs> we said we can't deep dive it now when right? there's a time limit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because we're like, well, if people want to play this and they're shutting the servers down, well, that's probably not the best thing. But come to find out that the developer went, we're going to take what we learned from Battle Right and the Amazing Combat, and we're going to make a fully fledged open world like RPG-ish type game out of this that is based on you being a vampire. Now, you wake up from some kind of centuries-old slumber, and so you're kind of weak in the beginning, but you get to just go out into the world and do amazing vampire-y things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's a very neat game. So their little tagline, if you will, is build, hunt, and rise in power. So you are going to be building your castle. And that part doesn't really appeal to me a whole lot. You know, whatever. It kind of looks like you build your base, maybe kind of similarly to Rust or whatever, and you can do all these various upgrades. And your character, like any good vampire lore, cannot go out in the sun. So there are times of day when you have to avoid the sun and and behave a certain way. But then when nighttime comes, that's when you get to explore this open world setting. So it's an open world survival vampire RPG. And it looks like you just get super powerful spells. The game, I thought, looks beautiful for that yeah. isometric view. Like yeah. everything is just, it looks really crisp and it looks very fun. Uh, you get to like go out and even collect resource type stuff. So it's almost maybe a little bit like, uh, Midgard mixed with Diablo in a way. And it's, it's multiplayer. It's online. There's PVE content and there's also PVP kind of like Diablo. This one looks like a blast. I can't wait for it. I think it looks incredible. And knowing how fun the combat is in Battle Right, they're using, you can tell, like they've changed up everything, like the, the abilities and the effects and stuff like that. But it's, it's like the, the soul of Battle Right is still there. And I'm telling you, man, that is going to make such an amazing game. Like it's going to be so much fun. Like they show you diving into this horde of skeletons at one point <laughs> and they all and shatter. You do some amazing move and they all just shatter into bones and stuff. Like this looks top notch. The developer is a top notch developer to be honest. Like they don't rush things. I, I am super pumped for this because number one, I would play this just by itself. I think the premise is really neat. I think the combat's going to be a ton of fun, but to be able to do this multiplayer and and explore this world together and set up these castles and just all the things that you can do in this game, I think is going to be incredible. And this title's flying very, very under the radar right now. Like there's not a release date yet, but they're saying they're probably going to open up a beta in the next month or so. And so I don't think it's too, too far out. If I had to guess, I'm probably going to say like summer of 2022. 
And that's okay because this is one that I will a hundred percent be excited to pick up and play, and I think is going to be a really, really good game. Yeah, it looked like they just took really good aspects of RPGs and survival and just did it in the in a vampire setting, which is neat. I feel very ready to play this game. I already have a ton of practice hiding from the sun because <laughs> I am about as pale as any person can be on Earth. If I'm in the in the sun for more than six minutes, I start to sunburn. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put some of these real life skills to practice. I, I think the one and only thing that people are afraid of is that while this developer has made great games in the past, a lot of them have died very early on. So a lot of people are like, please can this game just break through? Because we want a game that's gonna be supported for a long period of time and have a good player base. Hopefully it won't die like in, it's like in the Titanfall. Infancy. Think about Titanfall, right? Titanfall yeah. just could never catch on on PC. It was fine on consoles for a while. Titanfall is one of the best first-person shooters made. Like, it really legitimately is. And yet, for some reason, it just never became mainstream. Now, obviously, they took that and they made Apex from it, which is fine. You know, Apex caught on, so good for them. But I feel like the same way with this. It's like they had to... They're shutting down the Battle Rite servers, which is a crying shame because battle rights an amazing game i think you can actually still pick it up and play it for free if anybody is interested um but yeah i'm with you like please let this game be successful because i feel like they deserve it but i'm a little worried that the only reason we know about this game is because we've played battle right and yeah. we, we we've kind of received news from that developer and it's just like they deserve it. Like this game looks incredible. So if you're listening, check out some some of the gameplay trailers. V the letter V rising. I'm 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 pumped. I'm excited. Yeah, I really hope that the hype train starts starts rolling on this one. Uh, and then we have a little bit of other news to talk about here. You know, we have not talked. I don't think ever about like getting games through Amazon. Like I know we've crapped a lot on new world and we've made fun of crucible and amazon game studios and whatnot but amazon prime has gaming rewards which to be honest i had no idea until it, until october 2021 yeah. <laughs> um i have been a prime subscriber for years and maybe this is starting to sound like an amazon ad but um <laughs> I, I you know i I've had it all this time and had no clue. And people in our Discord earlier this month started talking about how you could get squadrons for free on Amazon. And I was like, really? Like, that's kind of goofy. I know Epic Game Store, their whole thing is like free games and getting all these new users and then they're bu- going to buy other games. And so I start looking into this and it turns out Amazon's been giving away some really good games and I had yeah. no idea. And everybody in the world has Amazon Prime. Like who doesn't want free 2-day shipping? You know, right, so right. I get that you have to pay the yearly subscription for that, but it it's a no-brainer at that point. So chances are if you've ever bought anything or your parents have ever bought anything from Amazon, you have Amazon Prime, which means you have games that are just sitting there not being played and they're free it's like you know like you said it's it's kind of like epic like they just do this it's called amazon prime gaming they give out three or four games every month now some of them are pretty bad they're games you probably haven't ever heard of before but amazon's stepping its game up and for this month they're giving away some pretty good games and we don't want people to miss out on those because they're well worth picking up so the games that were available in October, and we're recording this on Halloween, so 
Uh, this month they were giving away Alien Isolation. Scary, great game. Scary game. Yeah. Ghost Runner. Great which game. Is awesome. And Star Wars Squadrons. Now, the one thing that's a little bit of a bummer is that you get to redeem those games, but they're going to come in other launchers. Yeah. So, like, Alien Isolation was through Epic Game Store. Ghost Runner is through GOG.com. So, guess who had to install their game oh. launcher? So, I got to add another one to the list because I wanted Ghost Runner because I never actually paid for it. I had only played the demo. And then uh, Star Wars Squadrons was in Origin. So it's like, they're all going to feed into your other launchers. But that's a solid lineup. And do you want to tell the people what is available in November? Because it's even better. Oh, man. The, the, this is the reason that we're actually talking about this right now. Because number one, you're they're giving away Dragon Age Inquisition. Now, Dragon Age Inquisition is one of the best RPGs ever made. Like, honestly, I, I know you like Origins better, but I think Inquisition is better. It's more modern. Um, it's just an absolutely phenomenal game. You, you you should not miss this. There's a reason we're telling everybody about this. Um, Control, which is a very well-known game. I actually picked up Control for free from Epic Game Store, um, but... I've never played it yet. So that's what I'm kind of saving mm. in my back pocket for when I want a fun game to play. And then they've also got Rise of the Tomb Raider, which the Tomb Raider games are phenomenal. Those are just good, fun games. Um, there, There's some other games out there that aren't as big names. But I mean, that is three absolutely top tier games that you can get for free. Yeah. Like, you know, Glap, I know you're listening. We have we have a listener named Glapsadir who <laughs> just built a stuff. PC and he's so he's out of money and he's like, hey, should I pick this game up? It's only five dollars. Like, here you go. Go pick up these incredible games for free. <laughs> these are all triple A titles, man. You know, and then that way you've got something to play. Dragon Age Inquisition alone is probably an 80 to 100 hour game. And it's amazing from start to finish. So that's one that shouldn't be missed. Control, I have not played it, but everybody seems to rave about that game as well. Tomb Raider's just fun. I, I mean, yeah. So this is a, a, a public service announcement to everybody out there that there's a lot of ways to get great games to play for either very cheap or free in this case. Yeah, I love the fact that you can just keep slowly building your library over time. And then if you get bored, you just go back and play one of them. So like Epic, I'll just pop in, add whatever's free. I'm like, whatever, I don't care. Even if it's something that does, even if it's like a young kid game, maybe one of my kids will want to play it later. So I just add everything. So now I'm going to have to check Amazon every month. And my son James is very good in checking the PlayStation Store. And so every month I will start getting emails where it says, you know, thank you for your purchase on PlayStation. Uh, uh -oh. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll get 12 of them in a row because my son will add all of the free games on PlayStation. So it's like nowadays, if you're a budget gamer, I feel like you're so much better off than back in the day. I mean, there were times when my wife and I qualified for food stamps and we had our kids and money was crazy tight. And I just paid $15 a month for World of Warcraft because... I didn't have any money to pay for any other games, and that's where I could play 10 hours a day if I needed to, and there was tons of content. Nowadays, you know, just keep building that library. Just keep adding free games, and it's so great to be able to fall back on. Yeah, between the indie developers releasing games for, you know, 10 to $20, and then the free games that everybody's giving away, it's a great time to be a gamer with a PC or a console for that matter. 
It really is. It wasn't like that back in my day. <laughs> <laughs> no. You you might have to pay $2,000 for a graphics card, but at least you get the right. games for free. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. Well, believe it or not, that's all the time that we have here for today. So thanks so much for spending the last half hour with us. Uh, as a reminder, please remember to leave our podcast a review or rate us five stars in your podcasting app. And again, if you want to help support the show, you can do that through Apple Podcasts by subscribing. I believe it's only $3 a month, or you can become a Patreon supporter at MultiplayerSquad.com. And that is $5 a month and comes with a couple extra perks. And we'd love to see you guys on Discord. There's a link in the episode description that's totally free where you can come connect with me and Josh online and chat, talk about games, offer suggestions. And I think that's it. Anything else to cover, Josh? No, that's it. This is, this was, man, there's so many news stories. We got to quit. We, we dug up like 12 different news stories and we got to like two of them. You know? <laughs> yeah, lately that's kind of how it's been, especially if we have more stuff we've been playing. It just doesn't leave as much time for other news stories, but. You know, what, 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 what have, are you going to do? Right? Yeah, exactly. At least we covered our, our favorite, most fun stories of the week. Free games and vampire open world RPG. What's not get to get much love? better than that, man. <laughs> all right. Well, I hope you guys all had a great Halloween. Hope you're all having a great holiday season. We'll see you guys for the next hour long episode on Monday. All right. See you, everybody.